Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This, this, this is an Intel Studios production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're in good shape. We're recording... Fantastic. In a slightly different way uh, this week. So, ladies and gentlemen, how is everybody? Are you all right? You can't answer that question. Uh, well, you can, but we just won't be able to hear it. I'm asking, really, because the person sat next to me is not all right. Um, you I, know, we... I haven't been. You haven't been all right? No. First of all, let's apologise to everybody for Sorry. last week. Mm. Um, to it was say weird. It was weird. We had one very tiny window in order to do this podcast, which was on Thursday morning, which and we were going to do it over the Zooms because we weren't mm. together at all really last week. We were both working on different things. And then Wednesday night, you called me mm. and you said, I'm going on a dog walk. And I was like, yay, he's on a dog walk. The dog's going to love that. And then I was in the middle of something and then you rang me and you said, I've fallen over. An ambulance is coming. Oh, I don't even, did I call you from the woods? Yeah, you said I've fallen over, ambulance is coming. I have. Really? I have zero recollection of that. Oh, wow. So you might have gone into some kind of shock. I was definitely not of sane mind. I frightened myself. Explain to the people what happened. So just to clarify, I fell over. Mm -hmm. I did not have a fall. Okay. (laughs) There's a difference, right? There's a big difference. You reach a certain time in your life where you have a fall. Yeah, but I did not. That's not you. I was athletically doing something and I fell over. Yeah. Um, So I was walking by in the woods. Yeah. And you know the very steep, earthy steps that go down in the woods that aren't really stairs... Yeah, they're like they're railway like, sleepers with mud on them. Yeah. Yeah. But they're kind of a bit topsy-turvy and yeah. there's some holes in them. And mm-hmm. It was so weird. You know the corner where I have to explain to Bo yeah, that yeah. we're not doing the mega walk? Yes. We're going to do a slightly shorter version. Because I'd done the mega walk <clears throat> in the morning, mm-hmm. but she always slightly guilt trips me. I'd had a conversation with her. Yeah. She'd had a little treat. Mm-hmm. I said, come on, Bo. Let's do the short one. I'm in my trainers and my workout gear. And I look at the steps, and you know when you walk down one step at a time, mm-hmm. sometimes it hurts one knee. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, I'll try the other leg. And then I thought, I wonder if I run down one step, one foot on one step, the other foot on the next step down. Yeah. It's quite, it's like leaping downstairs. Yes, classic. Which is, in retrospect, quite a stupid thing to do. It's... In the wet. With, yeah, yeah, with yeah. With trainers on. Yeah. Yeah. So, I run... I've, I was halfway down the mm-hmm. stairs in the middle of an ever-darkening forest mm-hmm. with no one around. Mm-hmm. I trip and my le- ankle rolls outwards. Ooh, it's my a foot goes under and I feel <clears throat> across the top of my foot a succession of maybe five yeah, across like, the top of my foot. Crunk, like, crunk, crunk, crunk. And I thought, I've broken it. That's it. I've broken it. And I sit down and I howl like, oh! Really? Like I'm howling, like, in the oh, woods. Oh, oh, God, like yeah, that, yeah. so loud. Yeah. And not to anybody, not thinking anybody was going to hear me, I just couldn't not make a yeah. very loud noise. And then I just started, like, I went into, okay, what do I do? What do I do? Yeah. What do I do? And then in between, I'm going, oh, my God. I mean, it is the worst pain I've ever felt. Yeah. And... I'm frightened as well, right, at this mm-hmm. point. And I'm playing it over. Why did I do that? Why did I do that? And then I thought, okay, can I walk? And I just thought, there is no way on earth I can walk. Yeah. So I thought, how do I get out of yeah. the deep, dark wood yeah. where nobody is? Like, And you're roughly a, a kilometre from home, I would say. At and this point. I've yeah. got 7% battery. Oh, I mean, that's crucial. Yeah. Yeah. So I called the ambulance. The ambulance lady was really nice. Was she? I called 999. 
Oh, I, yeah. I don't think I've ever called nine nine nine. Done that. Yeah. Um, on purpose. On purpose. By accident. All yeah, the time. when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> but I called nine nine nine, and she was amazing. She kind of just got me to touch bits of my ankle. Oh, did she? And she was like, uh, you know, are, are you breathing? Are you conscious? Yeah. Yes, I'm conscious. Are you breathing? She said, where are you? I was like, I've got no idea. Don't know the name of the wood. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't know, know the, name of the, don't woods, know the yeah. name of the road I'm on. Mm. I could tell her that I was near a pub. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was oh, yes, really like I, I had no idea where I was. Yeah. And she said, um, tell me the three words I'm about to text you. Oh, okay. I was like, what? She went, I'm texting you now. Tell me the three words I'm texting you. Mm-hmm. So I get the words and I say them. And I've got no idea what she's doing. And at this point, I am in deep shock. Mm-hmm. And apparently it's so that she knows my exact location via three words. Oh, what? So she texts you the words. You read them back to her. She, she then knows that you exactly are with that where phone. where I am And she can triangulate at. where you are. And no, I think it's the three words. Tell her exactly where I am in the country. What are the three words? No, but it's, it's different for every area. Oh. But so what were these, the three words? I can't remember. Oh, oh really? Hang on. Hang on. Oh, my God. I've got to text these to people and find out where everybody is. <laughs> um, I wonder what it would... Oh, Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday. I wonder if it's self... Deleting. The ambulance service is trying to locate you. Uh, Click this link. It, it, I clicked the link and it, it's... Oh, it okay, okay. Um, I don't want to do it now because... No, 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 like you don't want to click the link. Yeah, I mean, okay, so, but it would probably tell us where we are now in three yeah. words. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's quite brilliant, isn't it? It is so brilliant. So did the ambulance come? No, so basically, okay. she then said... There's nothing wrong with um, love. Can you you know yeah. um, weight bear and I said I don't think so and she said okay and then I put my foot down and I thought oh I think I can weight mm-hmm. bear I mean it was the most excruciating feeling mm-hmm. but I thought I, ca- I can my ankle isn't giving out yeah, she was yeah. like is it pointing in any weird directions yeah. does it look deformed in any way I was like no not yet and then I put my foot down and I thought oh I can so I crawled up Mm-hmm. A few steps, but that was so painful on yeah. my my foot was kept getting hit and everything, so I gingerly <clears> kind of put <throat> my weight on on the foot, and um, I sort of hobbled yeah. um, upstairs. By the way, Bo, my dog, yeah. you know she's quite annoying when you stop walking. She just starts barking because mm. she wants to go for a walk. Nothing. Oh, she really? Just she knew there was something wrong so with you. So quiet. Yeah. I'm crying the yeah. whole time. Right? I'm ca- crying, screaming, mm. oh, like making giving birth noises yeah. the whole time. Like, oh, trying, trying to walk back through the woods because mm-hmm. I didn't come out at the beacon. Yeah. I went back through the woods mm-hmm. to try and meet the person that I was going to meet because I said to the ambulance, stand down because they were going to be hours yeah. because they've got actual emergencies. And <laughs> at that point, I wasn't an actual emergency because I could walk. Yes. I had to drop off Bo. Christine, my friend, came and saved me, took me back to the house, dropped off Bo, took me over the speed humps um, to yeah. the hospital. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that. Yeah. I hopped yeah. on one leg into the hospital and they then found me some crutches and then I got x-rayed. And um, So they think that you might have broken a bone in your foot, but they're not quite sure. No, they think it might have been um, chipped. Okay. Or fractured, not broken. See, so when you go to hospital, the fracture and broke is the same thing. Oh, when well. When they say something's they fractured, they said you might you might have a tiny hairline fracture. Okay. Nothing that needs. Yes, um, a plaster cast or a anything like cast, that. Which I am so grateful for. Yeah, yeah, but it's quite a big swollen foot you've got, isn't it? Yes, and also it's still so painful. Yeah. A week on, and I've had to work every single day. So. Mm. Um. The next morning, I was no good to anyone. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't the, record uh, the podcast. The day after our vasectomy, I had to go to work for the day. And with me? To, not with you, no. I went to film for the one show for the, the whole day after I'd, I'd, the day after I'd had a vasectomy. Oh, my God. And um, I, I was walking like John Wayne towards the end of the day. And oh. We finished filming at about six o'clock. 
And I remember I was in Angel Islington and I thought, I really want a cup of tea and then I want to get in my car and go home. So I bought a cup of tea from Pret and as I came out from Pret, someone walked straight no, into no, me. Yeah. No, poured it all down onto and your bollocks. So, yeah, no, oh it was just God. hot tea all over oh. me. Yes, and onto my testes and all that stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> but I didn't have the ability, the agility to move out of the way, oh, you know, because no. I was so delicate. You know, <laughs> I got covered in hot tea. Oh, no. But... Um, but yeah, your foot, you know, it was quite well, it, big. I'll tell you what it's done. It reminded me of the honey monster. Uh, it made me want to eat sugar puffs <laughs> and I'd seen it. It made me mm. um, sad for a bit. Yes. Mm. So I was I was quite... Um, mm. And just trying to kind of soldier on and pretend yeah. to everybody that I felt good, but yeah. I didn't. I, I broke my ankle and it made... I, I cried. I was very sad. Mm. And then I realised it was just round about the time the internet was in everybody's house. It mm. wasn't broadband, it was dial-up. Mm. And I was looking for a forum on people with broken legs to see if they felt a bit like me because I was so down in the dumps mm. about it. Mm. So I do fully understand that sadness mm. when you've injured yourself. Mm. It's weird, And also because, like, all I wanted was to get looked after... There was no one to look after. Um, no. No. Sorry I, about that. I, well, I missed you. Yeah, well, I missed a looking lot. after you. But it well, meant, I know you did. It meant that we couldn't do the podcast last week, yeah. ladies and gents. It was the only opportunity to do it, but um, it was impossible at yeah, that point. Yeah, we just, we couldn't do it. Um, <clears throat> but I have worn, I've yeah. just got to say this on The Masked Singer, which is quite funny, I've worn these unbelievably exotic mm. dresses Yeah. with trainers and boots. So well, underneath the desk. When the mass singer comes out, we're going to have to do a compilation of you in these dresses and your trainer boots and all sorts of funny shoes you've been wearing to hob your way. It's in. really funny. Just so people are watching this thing on this big shiny floor show on ITV. They'll know under the oh, desk. They'll know under the desk. Um, it's, it's nothing but comfort. Um, so there's a little update from Davina McCall. Update from me is that my grand died uh, last week. Oh. And I thought I'd let you all know, because we talked about my gran on this podcast a few times, and I've talked about her on my Instagram a few times, and... I you... think the last time we did this podcast, mm-hmm. we talked about your gran, oh, yeah. and we said, she's not going anywhere. Yeah, and a week later, she, she died. Went. Yeah. Please will you tell everybody mm. um, that how specific she was about how she wanted to die. Yeah, so she was she was 94, me Grant, and she was lovely, completely with all her marbles and all her faculties I mean, and all the, the rest. I mean, the most with it woman really. yeah, in the yeah, 90s fantastic. I have ever met. And uh, I have a big smile on my face when I think about it because she was just brilliant. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'll really, really miss her. But um, she said to my mum, she said, I don't want to die in bed. I want to die in the kitchen or in the conservatory. Now, the conservatory was a greenhouse in the garden, by the way. It wasn't a conservatory was, at all. It, it just had a chair in it. space ever. And she was really like, have you shown in the conservatory? Yeah. Um, she used to sit in there in the sun, you know, and, and really enjoy and tell, it. it. Explain quickly why there was an umbrella over her chair in the conservatory. Yeah, because there was a piece of glass missing from the greenhouse and rain poured in and wet her chair. So she had an umbrella perched on the chair. I thought so. it was for the sun. It was yeah, so funny. She went, oh, no, there's a leak. <laughs> <laughs> it was great, but she said she wanted to die in the kitchen. She loved being in the kitchen, my grand. She had five kids and she cooked nonstop and loved being a mum and loved being a grand. So... I think she said she wanted to die in the kitchen. You'll be pleased to know, ladies and gentlemen, she died in the kitchen. But you think? Yes, I think that she took herself to yeah, the kitchen that, because she because knew her she was electric blanket was on. Yeah, she'd made herself ready for bed, and then for whatever reason, she died in the kitchen. She hadn't hadn't fallen over or broken anything. It didn't look like there'd it been any like kind of struggle. It looked like she'd laid down. It looked like she'd perhaps gone there and decided, okay, I think I might die. I'll lie down and, <gasps> and passed away. One thing you don't know, which I don't think I've told you, is that her cat was curled up with her when my mum eventually went round. <laughs> yeah, I know, isn't that funny? They were just curled up next to her. And then when my mum went round, the cat left my gran and then went and got into her bed. And I know, that's very sweet, isn't it? Oh, that's really yeah, I know. sweet. I know. Um, but when we left my gran last week, she made us some shortbread. Yeah. So Sorry. It's the best tasted shortbread I've ever eaten. I can't believe I'm sugar free. Yeah, I know it is a shame. So it's coconut shortbread, but she puts cornflakes in the shortbread. Mm. I've never known that before. Mm. But it's so good. Mm. I can't believe it. So but wasn't that really special because I think we'd slightly forgotten about the shortbread. Mm. And um, we came to the flat here. And you came to the flat and, and opened a cupboard and there it was. Mm. And you found it after she died. Mm. That you hadn't eaten it all yeah. before she died. It was something that, like, 
Yes. And at the risk of sounding slightly cannibalistic, it was like eating a little piece of her. Yes, I know, I know. Um, and so, it's, anyway, um, it's horrible, even when somebody's old, <clears> when <throat> they go. But what are the chances that you would have seen her after all of this last Yeah, so I hadn't seen her for three half. years, and I saw her twice this year. That's a miracle, right? And then right? we saw her ten days before she died. Mm. So, yeah, it was great. It was, um, it was, you know, it was great to see her is what I mean. Mm. And um, anyway, there you go. It's been, a, it's been a, 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 an up and down uh, couple of weeks mm. since we last spoke to you all. We've been very busy, haven't we? We've been working on The Masked Singer. We've but been... I, mean, I think that's quite difficult in a way because we've both been through something mm. and we've been too busy yes. to acknowledge or to grieve or mourn, or to grieve. even if it's to your, your sore leg. Yeah, you know, yeah, anyway. stuff. Um, but anyway, we did. We've been looking forward to doing this podcast one because we always feel it's a bit like therapy for me. Mm. We actually get, just get to spend an hour chatting mm. together about nothing but and ourselves, really looking at each other. Yeah, and that's nice, isn't it? Mm. Um, so. First thing I want to talk about is oh, yeah. there's a new okay. there's a new series of Curb Enthusiasm. Oh yeah, out. Yes. so as a Curb Enthusiast, yes, is it good? It's very very good. So season ten, which was the last season that came out, was a bit hit and miss. It was yeah. a bit kind of creepy because Larry and Jeff and uh, and Richard Lewis they're all so old. Yeah, yet they're always dating quite young, young women. Girls, yeah, it's all a bit Woody Allen, you know, uh, something a bit creepy about it. I remember my, my my mate Jeff said, "I'm not sure I'm very comfortable no. with all." With just the, them dating these young girls all the time. I mean, when I say young, like they're 40 or 50-year-old women, these guys are in their 70s. Mm. It just seems a little bit kind of strange, you know. So anyway, it seems to have moved on a little bit from that. But episode one is Larry is dating Lucy Lou, the actress. Oh, yeah. Yes, you know, from Charlie's Angels, yeah. I think. So he's dating her. But there's a scene where he's at a house and he accidentally walks into the patio door. You know, like a door yes, looks yeah. like a thing. And he walks into that. it and she sees him do this. And she goes... Oh, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, of course I'm okay. And he's, but he's like, a bloody glass door. Like, how's anyone supposed to see this? Anyway, Lucy Lee can't see him now as anything other than a man, an old man who's incapable of oh, going through a he door. He had a fall. He had a fall, basically, <laughs> yes. And he's like, oh, God. So he tries to convince her. He's like, there's nothing wrong with me. And like, when she meets him at another party the following day, she said, shall I get you a chair? Would you like to sit down? He's like, no, I don't need a chair. I'm fine. What are you on about? You know? Anyway, Leon, his friend, the, the black yeah. guy he lives with, Leon Black, he's called, he's got a young girlfriend, but she then walks into the plate glass door, mm. but he can't, he, can't, he just can't fancy her anymore. You know, oh, no. It's like, oh. And he said, the door, and he's like, yeah, she's a gunner. <laughs> you know? But it really reminded me of you saying, I didn't have a fall, because there's something about seeing somebody have a fall, and you think, oh, I can't see them as anything other than the type of person who would have a fall. Anyway, it's on Now TV or Sky. Um, they're, they're and they're dropping... really short, right? Yeah, they're, they're actually um, about 36 minutes an episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Um, I don't know what it is about these shows that I don't think they have breaks in them or ad breaks in them perhaps in America or I don't know but they, they come in at a slightly odd length compared mm. to a British sitcom uh, they're dropping them every Monday night at mm. about 9pm and there's three episodes so far uh, if you're missing Dave it's produced by the same producer as, that produces oh, Dave oh is it? yeah a guy called Jeff Schaefer so there's what very very a, similar what does a producer do? like what would how would this guy if he's doing Dave Mm. And Curb, how would he influence? It's a very good question, really. I mean, a producer, I guess, organises all the different parts that would make the show. So the DOP, for instance. And the writers. Yeah. um, Well, yeah, Larry David, I guess, writes it. But I guess he would bring in the art department and various location managers. Do you think Larry David does all the writing? Well, it's not written. I don't know know that. But but tell everybody, because I think that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. So Larry David essentially writes a scene, and the scene will say something like... Larry and Leon in a room discussing Meg Ryan. The scene ends with, um, you know, Larry leaving and, and um, Leon being upset. And that's, that's the extent of the writing. Uh, and he doesn't show that to the actors until they're in the scene. And then he says, this is what's going to happen. And then they just play out the scene however the actor thinks they should at that moment. So it's totally improvised. And you can see that sometimes because you can see the scene meandering around and then not really going anywhere. And then it ends... And sometimes you think you don't really get that scene. But what you do get in other scenes is absolute spontaneous yeah. gold that feels great, feels natural, and is really, really funny. Um, I mean, so it his has a awkward stuff and his unpolitically correct stuff yeah. is so toe-curlingly yeah. 
embarrassing. And interestingly, I feel like I'm in a much better place to enjoy Curb now mm. I'm older yes. than I was when I was in my 40s. Mm. It's funny that. Yeah. And, and each episode's a bit like a piece of observational comedy. So one of the episodes is there's a dinner party for eight. You've got three table, three chairs on both sides and two at the heads of the table. Right? Yes. These two people dominate the two middle chairs, which is the center of the, the dinner party, right? But yes. they're not social socializing people. They're not extroverts or anything. The dinner party's the worst. And Larry goes in, he says, how come those two are in the middle? They're not middle people. They're end people. They should not be in the middle. So they go back into the room and they rejig the table and he puts himself in the middle and he says, this is how you'd play the middle of a dinner party. You know, this whole thing. And that's exactly what you want from a dinner party. You need somebody in the middle of the dinner party orchestrating all the chat. So, But that situation comedy, that's just taking a very normal situation that yes. nobody would kind of understand why that is, mm. why that dinner party's wrong. But then now suddenly everybody's like, Oh, you're the middle person. You're like. the middle, yeah. You're a middle person. I'm a middle person. So are you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe. I think I would be with you, oh but I'm not God. necessarily a middle. It depends what? on what I across. Yeah, yeah. Are you uh, kidding me? You are like the. We, mo- you're more middle than okay, me. Okay, well, we have to make sure when we have a dinner party, we're okay, middle. We're, we're middle people. Um, so, anyway, that, that's uh, my first recommendation. We've I, got a round dining table. We've got. Well, we've got a kind of pill shaped table. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. We've, how posh are we? Yeah. We've what, got two. Two dining tables. <laughs> <laughs> um, but please go and watch it. It's it's my favourite show and there's 11 seasons of it to go through and it's a work of art. For those of you who don't know, Larry David co-produced, co-created Seinfeld and in real life and then they sold Seinfeld around the world. And Larry tell, David tell made, them how he much he made. I think he made about half a billion dollars. From a selling, billion? Yeah, from selling Seinfeld. And Larry, the Kirby enthusiasm is... Larry David playing himself, the co-creator of Seinfeld, who's now rich beyond rich, does a bit of writing here and there. And what about. I love is he is rich beyond rich, mm. and but he loves working still. Yes, he loves making that show. Yeah, yeah, yes. And somebody said, you told me earlier that somebody said, when somebody said, "How has your life changed?" and somebody he knows says. Larry has not changed one single thing about his life. Yeah, despite the He drives the, the same car, yeah, yeah. he has the same house, yeah. he wears the same clothes, <laughs> yeah, nothing's yeah. changed. And I thought yeah. we were saying, like, that's quite a refreshing... Yeah, yes, it really is, isn't it? Because I guess the idea that having a, an enormous amount of money would turn you into somebody else, it was like, nope, he's just a grumpy, miserable, middle-aged man. Yeah. You know? Very good. Anyway, I'm really, really enjoying that. And every Monday is a treat because Succession drops on a Monday and Curb drops on Can a Monday. Can we talk about Succession quickly? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Because you're, you're watching. A bit, you? I'm struggling. Mm. And I, we never recommend something yes. um, if we don't like it. Mm-hmm. But you've recommended it. Yes. And you are enjoying it. But I can't get on board and yeah. I don't know what's wrong with me. It is interesting that because a lot of people have recommended Schitt's Creek to us. Now, I've done season one of Schitt's Creek recently. But I haven't, I haven't started. I'm not, I'm, I just can't buy into it, really. No. There's something about the characters that I'm, I just don't really care particularly whether they are fallen on hard times or not. There's something mm. about them that I can't buy into. Where with Arrested Development, which is the same kind of premise, really, which is Jason Bateman. Chester's watching uh, that now. Oh, that is, that's really, really good. Chester's because obsessed. You've got this character in there, which is played by Jason Bateman, who's trying really hard to do the right thing all the time. You know, he's not moaning about anything. He's getting on with life. He's raising his son. And, and it was and several a, years ago, Arrested yeah, Development. Yeah. And look at where all the stars from that show have gone. Oh, massive. I mean, they're yeah, all yes. huge. Yeah. I'm Lego Batman. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Um, Will Arnett. Yes. God, he's brilliant. Um, so, yeah, Schitt's Creek, I, 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 I had a proper stab at, but I just couldn't really get into it. Maybe you're just suffering with that with Succession. Mm. I'm enjoying Succession more now than I did season one and season oh, two. Wow. I think season three is just funnier, really. I, mm. I'm, I'm more interested in, in what's going on than, than I was before. So that drops on a Monday as well. So I'm just really excited to tell you about yes, this. Because... Um, uh, my ex-husband and I, we shared two big movie mm-hmm. um, releases. So I took um, Chester to go and see Bond. Yep. And he took Chester to see Dune. Yeah. And, you know, selfishly, I think both of us wanted to take Chester to both, both of, of them. them yeah. <clears throat> but I did finally get to see Dune um, this weekend because Holly was down from university mm-hmm. and she wanted to go and see it. And in fact, Chester wanted to go and see it again. 
and it did not disappoint. Yeah, great. I mean, I was the biggest, biggest fan mm-hmm. of June. The June that came out, I think, in 19... Let me just double-check when it came out. 84. The original June was with Virginia Madsen, Kyle MacLachlan, Francesca Annis, who played Lady Jessica, the... Um, yes. The Jenny... Ben, Benny Jesuit witch. Um, <laughs> you and say that. just like the most unbelievable cast, but it only got a 6.4. Um, now, June with Tim- Timothy Chalamet mm-hmm. um, got a 8.2. Ooh, that's Which is like, really, it? really good. Now, if you think about it, for a, 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 the first film in a trilogy, and you're not going to see the next one until 2023. Mm hmm. That's yes, a very high score because yeah. it's incredibly annoying um, watching a first movie and not being able to go and watch the second movie mm-hmm. straight away. You have to really kind of commit to it and mm-hmm. think to yourself, okay, I'm, I'm happy to wait. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no ending, is there really, for the, for the first movie? There's no ending, mm. but I know the ending because this is a series of books okay. by Frank Herbert. Frank Herbert actually wrote Dune. Okay. Um, and he uh, died in 1986, and he mm. was aged 65. And so it came so, out in 1984, the original oh one with Kyle MacLachlan. Yeah, yeah. And he died two days later. Wow. Um, and the Dune saga mm-hmm. is basically set in sort of the distant future, taking place over a very long period of time. And... Um, really kind of talks about the survival of the human species mm-hmm. and there's battles over who's going to get the thing that is going to help the species survive okay. and um, planetary science and there's a bit about ecology and I love science fiction. Yes, I mean, I like science fiction. And I, w- I had been so obsessed, I could literally, I, it was in the time of videos. You remember when we mm-hmm. used to watch a video again and again and again yeah. and you used to learn all the words mm-hmm. to it. So... I knew every single word to June. Did you? And there are some really weird things in it, uh-huh. like, you know, I am Shadat Mapes. Okay. And um, Moadib, your name is a killing name. All of this kind of stuff. Okay. And the weirding way. I mean, I just knew all of it. And I kept leaning over to Chester going, the Kwisad Sadarak. <laughs> He's like, shut up. Because <laughs> I was so, so excited. Did, so were, the, were these phrases in this new film? Yes. Oh, they were. So I was oh, all okay. I was all worried that it was not going to yes. be the same. Mm. It was going to be so different. I wasn't going to like it. I preferred it. Okay. But I have to talk about Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know much about him? Uh, I mean, I know who he is, and I've okay, seen and you him, saw him, him in Call, films. Call yeah. Me by My Name. Timothy Chalamet is the most arresting young um, actor I have seen in years. His performance in this film is nothing short of completely extraordinary. He is such... Every time he looked at the camera and every time the camera stopped on him, I just was like sharp intake of breath. And this isn't because I fancy him. Yeah, yeah. There's no party in my pants. Mm -hmm. It is literally just because his face is made for the big screen. And there aren't many people that you can really say that about. In 2017, he became the youngest winner of the Best Actor Prize for um, NYFCC's uh, ceremony for Call Me By Your Name. Yeah, great film. And he is um, very young, very, very talented. He was half French, half American, and his dad named him Timothée. That is his name, T-I-M-O-T-H-E-E. So in French, you would call him Timothy. And obviously, Chalamet Mm -hmm. is a French name, but he's happy to be called Timothy. It's quite funny seeing him trying to explain to all the chat show hosts about his name. Mm. He gets quite annoyed. Well, no, he doesn't get annoyed at all. No, no, okay. Um, He's very, very good about it and says, you can call me whatever you like. But he can also speak completely fluent French with no hint of an accent. So he can flip. He's totally bilingual between French and English. Um, His mother, who's from New York, is Jewish um, and of Russian Jewish and Austrian Jewish descent. So he is Jewish Mm -hmm. because, obviously, on the maternal line. Um, But he is absolutely phenomenal in it. Do you know Rebecca Ferguson? 
Yes, how do I know her? So she also, what's quite interesting is she's um, British of Scottish and Northern Irish descent, so mm-hmm. she can also speak, she speaks fluent Swedish, yeah. but can flip into complete English with not even a hint of accent. Yeah, wow. Um, she's also extremely beautiful. Click on Rebecca Ferguson. Let me see what else she's been in. Cause, uh... um, biography. She, the Greatest Showman. Uh, Mission, Mission Impossible. Impossible. Um, yeah, okay. Two Mission Impossible films. I know exactly who you mean. Yep. She's, she's again, yep. very, very, very Source beautiful. as well. Um, yep. Zendaya okay. is in it, but she's only a little bit in it. Her okay. big part comes in the next part. Um, very and good. And also Oscar Isaac. Oh, yes, Star I like Wars. Him. Yep. He's amazing. Um, Jason Momoa. Yeah, he's, he's too long. But he's so good in it. <laughs> look, at the, look at the cast. Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah, I love him. Absolutely fantastic. Josh Brolin. Oh, wow, yeah. Javier Bardem. Yeah. Um, it just goes on and on. The, oh, that's the, a good the, picture of Javier Bardem. The, the cast of this movie yeah. is unbelievable. It's slow. Yes. It's quite slow moving. Mm-hmm. But the scenery and the setting and the special effects Great. are brilliant. And I can't recommend it high enough. But you've just got to go and see it just for Timothy yes. Chalamet. Yes, okay. Well, I haven't seen it. I, I don't... I'm, I'd come and see it again. I don't remember that the first obsessed. one. I did see the first one, but I don't remember enjoying it okay, or liking it. Okay, that's not good. Okay. Um, but it came out at a time where there was lots of other films around, I think, that it's were It's also, were bear in mind... I was very young as well when it came out. And that got... Si- okay. I'm, I'm younger than... Okay, I'm quite a bit younger than That you, got so. 6.2, the other one. Yes. This got 8.2. So I think it, okay. we're talking different ball games. And the original came out in 1984. So I would have been 11. Yeah, okay. Oh, God. No, I'm just thinking about other things that I would have been watching around that time, which would have been things like Star Wars mm. and stuff like that, I mm. guess. Indiana Jones or all mm. that jazz. But you do like sci-fi. I love science fiction, yeah, You yeah, yeah, will absolutely. love this okay. film. I We've got to go shot. and see it. On the subject of sci-fi, yes. I found an Instagram account. Yes. That blew my mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. great. Okay. So I can't remember where it's where I stumbled across it. You know, like you just get recommended things in the search stuff and all the rest of it. Mm. And uh, this thing came up, and it was a picture of um, of a a planet, like yeah. an outer space solar system type thing with a planet in it. Yeah. And the colours and everything just like made me think, wow, look at that, right? Yeah. So. Oh wow. That. So that's yeah. a photograph of the moon. Yeah. Uh, as of it's, the moon. Yeah. Oh wow. So it's a photograph of the moon as it's just about to uh, take on the shadow of the earth. So here's the moon moving into the shadow of the earth. The, the Instagram page is called Astro Falls. And he mm-hmm. is, this guy, a specialist <gasps> photographer of planets. Oh, uh, full-time space photographer exploring oh, the cosmos from earth. But Look how many followers he's got. <gasps> these pictures oh. are just Australia. fantastic. That's, oh my God, is that the sun? That's the sun. Wow. I mean, Flares, a, look uh, at that. Yeah, that's the moon. Look at oh, that. Do you know what? You know we've recommended that sky at night light. Yes. Um, that's what it sort yes, of projects it like, onto the it? ceiling. Yeah. A nebula. That's a nebula. nebula. I thought that only actually but happened. In... Look <gasps> at that. Saturn. That is Saturn. Saturn wow. is 900 million miles away. And he's taken a photo of it. Where you can see all the rings and It's everything. amazing. And look at this one. <gasps> That's the moons that around Saturn. It doesn't look real at all, does it? So I have had a wonderful time exploring wow, this page. That, it's absolutely this is definitely great. definitely worth... Yeah. Look at that. Looking at. Uh, one more day until my deep sky prints are available. So he, <gasps> he, he sells some of these prints you can get. Wow. They're just fantastic. <sighs> If you were interested in getting me a present at some point, I would really like a pro- proper picture of the of the solar system, like one of these. Basically, look at that. No, I mean, but it. Does, we'll stick it all looks, this. It uh, looks fake. It looks totally fake, doesn't it? You know it? what I mean? It yeah, looks yeah. Like it, it shouldn't um, really. It's just just utterly brilliant. So we'll post some of these. Uh, Olivia can post some of these on the Instagram page. But God, Hi, I, don't, I don't know how he manages to get oh such my incredible God, they're amazing. images. They really are, aren't they? I yeah. mean, it freaks yeah. me out when I see stuff like this because so, I just think about the world outside of the world, and well, you know, of course, blows, blows my brain. You, you, you're familiar with Carl Sagan's Pale Blue Dot, which mm-hmm. is, has to be one of my favourite kind of. I don't mm. even know what it is. You could potentially call it a poem, but mm. remember, it opens up men, women, and children. Emma Thompson mm. talks it through, but 
It's the idea that you're a speck of dust suspended in a sunbeam. Mm. And you can only see that when you get so far away, but we'll never get that far away as, as people, but mm. you can see that far away. And I think mm. that somehow puts life maybe into perspective in a nice way for some people, I don't know. But it's called Astro Falls. Um, and he, he looks like he's called, I think he's called Ben Falls on is his Oh, is that name. why he's called Astro Falls? Yeah, Astro like Falls. That? Oh, no, Bray is called. It's quite a cool name, isn't it? And he looks quite like a young, a young lad. Yeah. Which is great, isn't it? You know, you think, oh my God, young people. Yeah. You know what? The stuff they can get up to is mm. just fantastic. But look as you scroll through the grid. I mean, it's I mean, just, just oh, it's yeah, just the grid is it? it's really so worth looking at. And also, I've got to say that I'm not, you know, blown away generally by that kind of stuff. Mm. And that really is extraordinary. It's fantastic. Isn't it? It's really nice. And like you said, it's very nice to see somebody that's young that's so passionate about something. Oh mm. my God, what's really funny mm-hmm. is Francis, Francois, mm-hmm. they've trained... Oh, bourgeois, I, I bourgeois. I can't stop watching. Have you seen him with Thierry Henry on that on no. the tube? Oh my what? God, there's one of him on an underground train yes. with Thierry Henry. Why? And uh, I don't really know, but they've met. And uh, he gives Thierry Henry a whistle, a train whistle that he got from, from a station yard the day before. Thierry Henry blows the whistle and there's a little bit of banter. Oh. And... It's just such a nice exchange. And somebody had put in the comments, wow, it said something like, wow, what a total, utter legend. And that other guy can kick a football as well. Oh. <laughs> it was like, the, I have the watched for him, is him great, isn't crying, it? Yeah. saying goodbye to a train, to a train yeah. so many times. Mm. And the music that he's put to it and everything. And he sort of cuts to this horrific shot of his face from the headcam that's so terrible. Yeah. And he could really milk that. Yeah. And he doesn't because he puts that terrible shot yeah. of him. And it's so beautiful. I totally agree. And here comes Gordon with his 34 tones. Anyway, what I was going to say about him mm-hmm. is that um, my kids know about him. Like, all, everybody follows him. I, yes. I, thought, well, this... I thought I'd be telling my kids something amazing. No. Yes, they're all on it they're already, all right? They're on it I've already. Noticed. He must have been on Lad Bible or something. Or... Yes, he was on Lad Bible about two oh. weeks ago with the, the Dick My Butt one. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Dick that Mabut, one. Dick yeah. yeah the, the train. Yeah. Um, but let me just, because I noticed uh, your uh, Holly had uh, liked the Thierry Henry one. Yeah, here it is. Okay, hold on. Last weekend I went to Selhurst train depot. It's the, it's the biggest train depot <gasps> in the UK. And they gave me a present. And for me, what I like to do is I like to pass kindness on. And uh, oh. I'd like to give you a, a train whistle. Oh, oh, my gosh. I think you should give one to the, to the ref in the prem. Sometimes they don't blow it that well. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Thank you. Love it. Oh. I'll use it. Oh, I love this. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. It's just so that. nice, Do you know what it? was interesting? Yeah. Somebody the other day said to me, he must be faking it. I said, you can't fake that. I don't think so either. You can't fake it. No. He is just Um, a man who loves trains and it gives him great Great pleasure. But that idea, I just want to share it or want to spread it around a bit. It's it's very Chris Martin. It's so sweet. (laughs) I thought we were going to get through one podcast without Without a mention. Yeah, sorry. No, it's too late. Yeah, yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Um, can I talk to you about a TV series that I happened upon 
Um, it happened yes. because I saw an advert, a trailer on mm -hmm. Netflix. This is a very dangerous strategy. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, I quite like that. And I literally binge watched it. Yes, you did. In three days. Yeah, I called you a lot. You didn't answer. FaceTimed it, it a lot. Didn't really, answer. Marco was, Polo didn't answer. Yeah. I was like, what is she doing? So it's called Clickbait. Mm -hmm. It's a TV miniseries. Um, there are eight episodes. It's got 7.2 on IMDb. It stars um, Betty Gabriel, I think you would know. Mm -hmm. Adrian Grenier. Do, oh, yeah. you, do you recognize this woman? Yes, here? I do. Yeah. Um, and do you recognise him, Adrian? I do, yeah, because yeah. he was the leading entourage. Oh, oh. of course he was. Loved entourage. And um, the lead man, mm. um, this guy, um, Phoenix Ray, he's an Australian actor, writer and director. Um, and he was born in Shiraz and then emigrated to Perth. I had no idea... He was Australian. Um, but anyway, he was cast as the lead in the film and he was really, really good in it. But what I do love, it, this girl who played Pia Brewer, mm -hmm. the sister of um, the kind of Nick Brewer character, yeah. she is brilliant and she's not archetypally mm -hmm. a lead female. She's kind of quite quirky, quite um, different looking, quite in indie. Mm -hmm. Would that be a good kind of way? I think so, yeah. Anyway, the premise is, and this is what I saw that was so interesting, um, Guy is all bloodied, he's on screen, he's holding a sign, he says, I abused women, I murdered a woman, mm -hmm. at five million views I die. And he looks like he's been hit around the face. Yeah. And I was like, what does that mean? Anyway, turns out he's married, he's got two kids, he seems like a super upright guy. Yeah. His sister and he are very, very close. And she is a naughty, naughty girl, but he lives this perfect life. Mm -hmm. So what is that about? And what happens is all the kids at the high school see it. They oh, share it. They God, tell everybody. Okay, yeah. And then it's called clickbait because yes. suddenly it becomes clickbait. Yeah. And then it's like, how do we stop it? Where is he? Mm -hmm. Who's got him? We've got to comb through his whole life and find out... But the more people that watch it, the more likely he is to get it. Yeah. Right. Um, wow, that's great And I'm not, I'm not going to tell you yeah, any more about yeah, it, yeah. but it was mm -hmm. so good because right up until the last episode, mm -hmm. and I absolutely thought I knew who it was, I didn't know who it was. <gasps> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, good. Um, it, it, I had no idea. And when it, when it happened, I was like, <gasps> and it made complete sense. Okay. It wasn't like a totally random, why on earth would they choose that? Where's it on? Um, it's on Netflix. I've um, seen the name on, come up, actually, yeah, in my it's recommendations. It's on right it's now. Yeah. Um, you can also watch it on Prime Video. Mm -hmm. um, but you will really enjoy it. Let me just see if there's got any... It's got lots of um, very good reviews. And there isn't any little gossip or anything oh. from there. Well, I'll give you a bit of gossip. Uh, yeah, the, go the lead actor, what's his name? Um, the guy who was in Entourage. Oh, Nick, um, he played Nick Brewer, sorry. Yeah, that's all right. His name, Adrian Grenier. Adrian Grenier. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So he was great, but he was in a lot of indie horror films before he got the part in Entourage. Oh, yeah. And there was this great interview with him where... He, I don't know if anyone's seen Entourage or not, but Entourage is based on the life of Mark Wahlberg. So he was a Boston kid from a rough background, working class lad, got into a lot of trouble, but found himself in L.A. as a movie star and decides mm. to take all his friends from Boston with him and mm. say, well, you can be my cook, you can be the, the, my chauffeur, you can be my manager, mm. you can be my PR guy. All his friends just worked for him. They all lived mm. in a massive mansion in L.A. and they live the best life you mm. can imagine. But because he worked in all these kind of indie horror films and all the rest of it... Mm. Um, he didn't know how to act happy. And uh, the director had to keep taking to one side and said, dude, you're a movie star. You're Mark Wahlberg. Like, cheer up. And it's like, right, oh yeah, okay, okay, you know. And he, he, I, it was in this interview, I thought it really interesting, but he said, it's actually for an actor very hard to be happy. It's so much easier to be dramatic yes. or to be sad or to be angry. Like, they're all things that you can express quite easily yes. with your face. But happy just looks cheesy all right. the time, you know. So right. he said it was a really, really difficult thing 
to not have anything to moan about or complain about. Yes. As the character, because it God, gives that's you so, so di- weird. It, 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 the landscape's no texture to it. You know, mm. you're just happy all the time. You've nothing you think, to challenge you. Do you think Entourage was really a man's? Without a shadow of a doubt, I don't think you could have made Entourage now after the whole Me Too thing and Harvey Weinstein and all that stuff because it is just full of jokes. Uh, it, it absolutely is. Yeah, I mean, there's there's there are endless trips to the Playboy mansions. They're just, you know, the way they objectify women in there and everything. I mean, it's all designed to make you laugh and make mm. you be entertained, mm. but it and is extreme. Terrible. Yeah, mm. there's a guy in there called Johnny Drama who just sleeps with prostitutes all the time, <gasps> and. I just remember it was a hilarious show. I absolutely loved it. And I mourned it for about six months when oh, it ended. really? Yeah, because I felt these people were my friends. You know, like I Do was so engrossed in it. Do you think so it's still anywhere? It. No, but they did a movie. So there's about seven or eight seasons of Entourage. Then it stopped and then they made a movie. The movie was just, the movie any good? N- not really. It kind of lost its its thing. i tell you who was the star of it, though. It was Jeremy Piven. Oh, yes. And he He's played, amazing. He played a character called Ari Gold. Now, I don't yes. know if you know, there's Patty and Bun next door to yes. the flat here. Yes. And there's the Ari Gold Burger you can get yes, from there, yes, which is yes. named after... Which Andy Ari ate. Gold. <laughs> yes, my vegetarian friend ate thinking it was a veggie burger and it wasn't. Yeah. Um, you can see all eight seasons on Apple TV. Okay. I mean, it's worth giving it a shot. Um, you, you can know, also... It's, it's very male-heavy. Um, stream on Sky mm. now, um, Virgin Go, and you can buy it on Amazon... Apple TV, Chili TV, Rakuten, and Sky Store. This app... It's great, isn't This it? Just Watch app yeah. is really good. Um, just saying that again. I would... I, I, I am afraid to watch Entourage again. Because it, it was so, No, no, no. Because I was so sad when it ended. Oh, it'd be like sad all over again. Yeah, I just couldn't put oh, myself no. through it. That's how big an impact it had on me mm. when it ended. I was devastated. Okay, so I've got a couple of little things that I'd quite like to talk about. So yes. I, I bought your son a Christmas present this week. He doesn't listen to this podcast, so I'm I, not worried I about talking about it. I sincerely doubt it. Yes, I, I doubt it too. But um, we're running up to Christmas. I can mm. imagine there's lots of people thinking, what am I going to get for people? What am I get for my son? What yeah. might I get for my husband? What, yeah. what might I get for my wife or my girlfriend or anything like that? So yeah. I'm going to start dropping things in that I'm buying for people yes. to help people with their ideas. Yes. So your son's uh, 15. Yeah. I've got a son who's 17 and 18. Mm. Um, now, years ago for Father's Day, I got bought a Leatherman, one of these Leatherman oh, multi-tools. they are like a man thing. Yeah. Every man's got to have one. Every man's got to have a Leatherman yeah. at some point. So I got one called the Leatherman Wave. It's 117 pounds and I had it engraved. It was from Father's Day and it said, you know, to the best dad in the world or something like that. I used that Leatherman. At least three times a week, every week, ever since I got it eight really? or nine years ago. What would All you the say time. is the thing on it that you use the most? Probably the screwdriver, Phillips head screwdriver, because, you know, there's always things where you need to put batteries in something mm. or you need a little screwdriver. So there's that. There's a mm. tiny little flathead screwdriver in there. There's two knives, a saw, a file, a, um, a pliers, a, a little measuring thing. You can open it out mm. and it's like a ruler. It's got loads of stuff in there. You can spend a lot of money on, on Leathermans, but this one, I think, is a good catch-all. Mm. And there's loads of other little things in there. There's a bottle opener in there and a can opener and mm. all the classic Swiss Army stuff. But it's mm-hmm. really good, and you can get them engraved. So mm-hmm. your son's got one. But my boys have both got one with, uh, with an engraving on. I bought it from the Multi-Tool. So, that's so lovely mm. that you included just a thank you. Oh, God, to be daft. Um, it's from the multi-tool store, so um, it arrived within two days of ordering it. Oh, wow. But um, I'm just slightly worried. I know things are going to sell out very quick this mm. Christmas because there's a shortage of materials all over the world for all mm. sorts of different things. Mm. So um, I think if you've got kids over the age of 15, this mm. is a great little, a great, great little gadget for them. The knives are extremely sharp, so obviously be careful. But what a great kind of tool it is. It's really kind of manly I think and for a, a te- boy in his, his kind of mid to late teens it's a really useful thing and mm. like I say opening boxes and packages and cutting things open and all sorts of stuff it's, it's an endless use for it so it's been a great thing but it's the Leatherman Wave £117 you can up it and get a slightly better pouch for it like a leather pouch if you want to pay 150 for it or something like that um, I know this is going to sound slightly ridiculous <laughs> oh, yeah go on but um, Amanda Holden um, yeah. was really sweet the other day because she heard about my foot. Yes. And she sent me an, uh, a picture of a thing that she used when she broke her foot. I can see it. That it's a scooter. It's 
So, so mobility you, skills. You, you don't sit on that. Do you not? You kneel on it. Oh, really? So you hold on to the handles, yeah. you put your leg <laughs> bent on that, and you scoot along. So, so when you yeah. break your leg... Yeah. Um, now she just, broke her leg, right? That's yes. why she had this. Well, what just... happened was she did what I did. Yeah. And she then, a, a year later, because mm. her leg was so compromised, she um, had to be very, very careful with it. Mm-hmm. And then she actually did break her ankle a year later. And you did a very similar thing, right? I did. I, I did exactly what you did. And about three months later, mm. I broke my ankle. So I do think I've got to be quite careful. You do. But if you know anybody that's ever hurt themselves, mm. um, you could... I mean, I'm not going to post this online. Well, she might not mind me doing it, but look. Oh, wow. See? It doesn't look so stupid there. I mean, it looks funny. It, you know. it, it looks quite funny, but it's bloody helpful. It's very helpful uh, if you've got to get around. If yeah. you've broken your leg or your ankle or your knee and you can't get around... yeah. Um, but you have to, yes. like she had to. Yeah. She's got to work. She can't stop working just because she's got a broken ankle. Yeah. She got this mobility doobry, what's it? And oh off she God, goes. It's so funny. It's, it, the fact that she's got kind of biker clothes on as well in that picture is <laughs> like she's a hell's angel on a kind of semi-mobility Look, scooter. I really, I really... Oh, my God, you've got to Google this, folks. I have so much respect yeah. for Amanda. Can I just say something? Yes. I work with Amanda on um, J.D. Williams. Yes. And um, like you said today, mm-hmm. we are an unlikely pairing. Yes. But we get on. Like a house on fire. Like a house mm. on fire. Well, it's quite funny because me and her husband got on like a house on fire I as well. We all need to go really, out for dinner. I really, really like her mm. a lot. She is brilliant. Yeah. She's very, very funny. Um. Okay, so... Can we quickly, quickly just do something? Yeah. I quickly just want to tell mm-hmm. everybody um, that we have got something really exciting coming up. Yes. Um, in December. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell them what it is? We are going to be doing giveaways. Yeah. So all all the companies that we have recommended, um, Olivia's got in touch with lots of them. Yeah. And lots of them have been really, really generous mm. and given us um, some amazing goodies to give away to you this Christmas. Yeah. So we will uh, tell you what to do. Yeah, and, um, we'll have to work that out, we're right? Gonna, we're gonna, yeah, but like I was going to pretend that we know what, that we're, we know doing. what we're doing. That we know what we're doing. Okay. Yeah, we're going to tell you our fantastic yes. plan. Yes. Um, we, next week. We've worked it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, about how we are going to give away these because it's got to be done fairly. Yes. But we, we've got some really, really exciting stuff to give away and we'll be doing lots of promoting for that. Yes, and it'll be great in the run-up to Christmas. Yeah. Um, and, and like Davina said, I mean, some of the companies that we've recommended, but there's some really major ones that major. have come in and said, yeah, great, yeah, let's major. do a giveaway. So um, we hope um, you're going to love all that. Um, Alice, Alice Hope 71. Mm-hmm. So sorry you've been in the wars, Davina. I hope your foot is feeling better soon. In the meantime, mm-hmm. I wanted to tell you about a lovely film that I watched last week. It's called The Starling. And it stars Melissa McCarthy and Chris O'Dowd. Oh, really? Don't watch if you're feeling emotional. Oh. It's sad, but also funny and lovely. Oh, it's it on... sounds like my favourite type yeah, of... it absolutely does, doesn't it? Thanks, Alice. So that's The Starling. I love Melissa McCarthy and yes. Chris O'Dowd. He's married to Dawn O'Porter, right? Love her. Oh, great. Well, love them as a couple as yes, well. Yes, me too. They're, they seem really good. Me too. Mm. Um, so, uh, Roy Castle, lung cancer... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Instagram account got in touch with us because we obviously talked a bit about Roy yes, Castle. We talked about Ben Castle. Um, they've got an Instagram page called Roy Castle Lung Cancer and they've shared this with us. Hi guys, here is our launch video for Lung Cancer Awareness Month, if possible, if you'd be able to share uh, with your followers best wishes. Um, so that's we very will nice, post isn't that. it? Yes, yeah, so that's absolutely repost that. Um, and we must post that on the main page so it stays up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, because mm-hmm. um, my sister had lung cancer and was asymptomatic with it. Um, she just she had what she thought was just still a smoker's cough because she'd smoked for all of her life. Mm-hmm. And so she didn't really get anything done about it. But I think if maybe there'd been more awareness around, she might have got checked a bit earlier. But it was too late by the time she found out she had it. So mm-hmm. it is really a good thing to post. Let's yeah. do that. So it's uh, the Instagram page is Roy Castle Lung Cancer, and it's the UK's only charity dedicated to helping anyone affected by lung cancer. 
Um, so go along and follow them, and we will uh, we'll absolutely post that uh, on the page. Amy Barron. What I like to do is choose names that I've don't I don't remember you choosing don't before. Yeah. Oh. But that. My God. That is not to say that we wouldn't read out people yeah. that we regularly see. But I'm, I'm on the hunt. Uh, this is from Amy Barron, who's called herself Ginge 1902. She can't have been born in 1902. Come on, Ginge. Um. What has she got here? The Xylus... Ch- oh, we've got quite a few here. So from the 1st of November, she sent us a post of something chopping it, and it says, I mean, come on, really is the most fabulous thing. I bought one uh, you guys recommended and can't remember what it's called with the pull cord thing. It's the Xylus pull cord chopper. But this is awesome too. So what's that then? Ah, oh, I've seen those. Yes, that's uh, good. The cho- I've got to say the Xylus is less... Stress. Less stress, okay. Because the xylus, oh, I mean, it doesn't slice things like um, yeah. cucumbers and things like that. Mm. We should recommend that very quickly. What? That thing? Yeah. Yeah, it does look good, doesn't it? It's called the Convenient Style Kitchen Tool Finger Guard and Finger Protector. Avoid hurting when slicing and dicing. A great Christmas gift. I would say that Can that I just say, right. yeah. how many views has it had? Nearly half a million. <laughs> what? I mean, Jesus, if somebody, if you can post something online yeah. that people connect with, I mean, half a million views. Yeah. Shut up, that's so many. Um, thanks very much indeed, Amy. That's great. And let's have a look at James Clifford. Oh! Oh, oh God. Oh, I just want to say I'm 10 days sugar-free. Thank you. And uh, James has sent a post of a Caramac uh, on the podcast. Oh, this is our post of the Caramac. And he has said... This is amazing. Inside a banana wrapped <gasps> in foil. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes, James! Okay, so, James. So, you know that thing when you yeah. get a banana and you put it in some tin foil? Mm. Um, and what I used to do is I used to cut a slit in yes. the skin of the banana and I'd dribble, dribble some honey on it. Oh, I see. And it. then wrap it up okay. in foil and put it on the barbecue. But James has just said, no. You take the banana out of the skin. You put the caramac in with the nude banana, mm-hmm. wrap it in foil, put it on the barbecue. Yeah. Amazing. So that look... is basically a banana gold bar. Yeah. It's a kind of banoffee pie almost. It's a banana. It's a banoffee banana. And then, once you take it out of the oven, mm-hmm. you sprinkle some digested biscuits on it and a ton oh. of whipped cream. Yeah. Okay. What's, what are you going to call that? The caramel finger? Heart attack. Okay. <laughs> Very good. I used to do it with a flake. I used to split the banana and put a flake in it, wrap it in foil and put that on the barbie. Banana chocolate. That was good. But Caramax look, sounds great. Thanks, James. That I'm sounds really bleeding marvellous. Yes, I bet you are. Let's read one more. I'm not missing it. I love sugar. I'm... Oh, Lindsay. She's got one of those swivelets. Oh, great. Yes. Oh, I'm really pleased. On October the 28th, Lindsay said, today I had a hot meal while stuck out on the road. I think she's, she's an ambulance. paramedic. Yeah, paramedic. That's right. Uh, hot meal was stuck out on the road. We often don't get back for lunch, so oh. I knew when I heard you recommended the swivelet, it would be amazing for my job uh, in the ambulance. Oh, thanks, guys. That's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> she had a bit of windswept. She is a bit windswept. That is a great picture oh, of you, Lindsay. Oh, that's such a nice picture um, of you, Lindsay. Can you let us know what you cooked in it, Lindsay, what you put in it? Because um, I was on this morning this morning, and uh, I like saying that. So it's got a nice ring, ring to it. That's so but nice. um, yeah. they were tying out um, food. There was a section where they were trying out food. Yeah. And um, Holly was trying to say, oh, this is a bit like a pot noodle. But obviously because of um, Ofcom and all the things you're not allowed to say, she obviously wasn't allowed to reference pot noodle mm. for some weird reason. So she kept saying, it's a bit like one of those cup hot noodle uh, things in a pot. <laughs> and uh, everyone going, oh, yeah, yeah. And then she'd say, yeah, you know, like the hot noodles in, you get in a cup, you know, hot noodles. I was just thinking, just say pot noodles. We all know that's what you mean, you know. And they danced around the pot noodle thing for about 10 minutes, you know. You think, oh, how bizarre. TV's a funny old game, isn't it? It's so ridiculous. Uh, Oh, Stephen Merchant. Okay, this is great. Hannah, I've watched some of this. Hannah Hand Gretel. Is that the name? No, Hannah and Gretel. Hannah Hand. (laughs) No, Hannah Hand Gretel. Hannah is a hell... Hem, heli, heli. What? 
palindrome han. What is that where you've got a H and a H? Hang on. Same backwards as it is forward. Oh, like Sonos. Palindrome. It's a palindrome. <gasps> Hannah. Was it a car or a cat I saw? Was it a car or a cat I oh. saw? That's the same forwards as it is backwards. Yes. Wow. Send them in, folks. Ooh. If you've got stuff that says the same Han things forwards drone. as it does backwards, then that is impressive. So, oh, Hannah Hand, poo. Gretel, she says, Thanks, guys. Just want to say thank you for the podcast. I listen every week, and you two are just too cute together. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, thank you, Mrs. Hand, Gretel. Um, <laughs> I'm really going to irritate her that I'll, I'm going to stop now uh, anyway I have a recommendation for you it's called oh! The Outlaws on BBC yes, iPlayer yeah, I want to so watch this I've watched the first episode I've always liked Stephen Merchant I've always utterly loved Stephen Merchant I think he's brilliant and his new show doesn't disappoint I'm only two episodes in but I know I love it already Jessica Gunning is superb. Just the scene where she has Stephen in a headlock between her thighs is really bloody funny. And it's also got Christopher Walken in it. I, I mean, know. I love that. There's That's... a great story about how they got Christopher Walken. Oh, is there? Okay. Stephen Merchant actually mm. went to his house. Mm. And apparently he he was a bit like, do you want some pasta? And Stephen Merchant was like, I'm, I'm fine, actually. And then they st- he stayed for so long mm. that eventually he went... Actually, do you know what? Could I take you up on your pasta? And St- Christopher Walken was like, I wasn't going to do the job, but mm-hmm. now you said yes to my pasta, I'll do it. Oh, really? Like it was that kind was of that. random. <laughs> He's like, oh my God. Um, I listened to this podcast with uh, recently with Rob Brydon talking to Stephen Merchant. It was on YouTube, so you could see them as uh, well. Oh, as yeah, yeah, to them. Yeah. It was only short. But um, Rob Brydon is obsessed with Bruce Springsteen, and he says to him, he says, you've got a Bruce Springsteen story, says Stephen Merchant. He says, I do actually, I nearly kind of, killed Bruce Springsteen he said and he said really well, I could tell us more about it and he says well I went to, he said he lived in LA for a while and Bruce was playing in LA and he said I went to see him twice and on the first night I realised that Bruce does this thing where he leans off the stage and, and falls back into the crowd and he does it at the same spot each night so he said on the second night he went he thought I'm gonna catch Go Bruce stand. Springsteen yeah. so he went to that spot to catch Bruce Springsteen you know and obviously all all the crowd are there yeah. but Stephen Merchant's Six, very, very, he's like very six tall. foot nine or something. Yeah. <laughs> so he realised. So when him. Bruce came down on him, he realised that he caught him first and then took the whole weight <laughs> of Bruce because nobody else could reach him. <laughs> but then he said the, the counterbalance thing went up backwards and Bruce started to fall backwards. Yet no one else could help him because he was so out of reach. Oh my God, it was absolutely hysterical. And somebody's taken a photo of Stephen Merchant oh my God. holding no, Bruce Springsteen. Up, yeah, yeah, that so picture funny. exists. Oh my God, I was really, really laughing because. He's so kind of goofy, Stephen Merchant, but then at the same time, brilliantly That's kind of smart so and clever. But brilliant. him telling the story of that was just great. Thank you, uh, Hannah and Gretel. Mm. Um, that's great. I, I've watched the first episode of that, and I think it's, it's super fab. Um, okay, great. We'll do um, more next week. Yep. We'll do more shout-outs next week. Yep. We've got more episodes, obviously, coming. And we'll work out what our uh, quiz is going to be for you lot to win some goodies. And I've got lots of food um, to yes. talk to you about and drink. But that's all at... Yes. Um, yeah, I've got quite a few other little trinkets that I bought for Christmas as well. That I about. want you to try. Oh, you want to try stuff? I want you to try. Uh, I wanna, I'm going to get a case of Gary Barlow wine for Christmas. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah. You really enjoyed that. I really, I really did. I gave it to someone did. else the other day because yeah. you didn't finish the bottle. Yeah. They really liked it too. It's a no-brainer. It was we're absolutely gonna, we're gonna amazing. We're going to stock up on that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's really good. It's such good value. Yeah, I totally agree. And we are not being, like, this is not no, no. an advert. It's actually just a genuine recommendation. I'm about to start working with Gary Barlow next week. What? I'm working with Dawn French on that show. Gary Barlow's on it. Oh, that's so yeah. nice. I know, it's going to be great, isn't it? Um, you asked tonight if we could watch something, watch some TV. Outlaw. Oh. Yeah, go. What? The Morning Show, season two. I was talking to Jonathan about it tonight, and he's watching it. He said it was great, and Jonathan I thought, God, Ross. no. Oh, After, oh Jonathan yeah, Hackford. Jonathan, Jonathan yeah, Hackford, yeah. yeah. Um, and I thought, God, I loved The Morning Show. We talked yeah. about it on this show loads. Yeah, we loved it. There's another season. It's ready great. to go. Well, let's watch that. Let's do it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. And uh, I dedicate this show to my gran. Yeah, Lily. Diamond Lil, we used Diamond to call it. Whenever I sent her a birthday card or a Christmas card, it used to say Diamond Lil. Wallace Place, Longforgan.
Scotland. The lady with flowers in her hair. Uh, yes, can I, I know. Can I tell them what she said? Yeah, of course. Can I tell them what she said about... Yeah, yeah, can yeah, I? of course. Yeah, 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 of course. She of course. said... She said... I'm not very good at the Scottish accent. You don't accent, have to so do the Scottish accent. Yeah, yeah. She said, um, I, was, I was a flower person. Yeah. I was like, were you? She went, oh, yes, I was a flower person. And she went... As, and I thought she meant I used to wear flowers in my hair. And she went, mm. I was quite promiscuous. <laughs> <laughs> and like she meant like flower power, yeah, yeah. 60s a and 70s. Yeah. You know, she was a hippie, flowers yeah. in her hair and stuff. And she, But it was that she was, I mean, I only met her the once, but I'm so pleased that I did get yes. a chance to meet her. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but she was the most entertaining person, mm. so erudite and... Yes. Warm and kind and inviting, um, but and funny and sharp, sharp as a tack, mm. wasn't she? And she was incredibly witty, yeah, she and was slightly very, very sarcastic, funny. yeah, very. And very. she knew when she was being naughty, and she mm. rather liked it. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, and uh, we took her a Domino's, which is what she wanted. <laughs> when we all let Domino's yeah. uh, the last time we saw her, um, yeah. which she was delighted about. Yeah. Anyway, um, thanks everybody. Lots of love. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.